platform for an in-depth look in economic matters with leaders and decision makers. This is BizTalk. Hello and welcome to this special edition of BizTalk here on CGTN. I'm Lily Liu. China has been one of the strongest performing markets in terms of business and recovery, and the Chinese government is issuing more measures now to boost market accessibility and create a more favorable business environment for foreign companies. Let's get more insights and also first-hand information on how these foreign businesses are doing in China and what do they think are the attractiveness of the Chinese market. We're joined by our guests. Let me introduce them. In the studio with me is Mr. Colin Dai, Country Director of China from Collinson Group. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Lily. Great to have you here in the studio, Mr. Dai. I hope we have some great talks. And uh, let me welcome our other, another other guest who joins us from online, Mr. Rani Jacques, who is Chairman of Cedras Group. Welcome. Thank you, Lily. Thank you for having me. Well, great to have you, gentlemen. And uh, let me start our conversation with Mr. Dai. So, Mr. Dai, your company, Collinson, engages in high-end travel and tourism in China and also around the globe. Uh, first of all, tell us what would be your key findings of the Chinese market at this moment. Yes, for the Collinson is a global leader for the travel experience and the customer engagement in the past 35 years. We have an opportunity to working with the 1,500 clients around from the financial service, travel, and hospitality industry. So we provided the deliver the, the customer centric the airport experience to our high net worth travelers. So what we have observed is the for the travelers, their um, behavior and their preference has evolved. So this is for the more Chinese travelers now it becomes to, to choose to pay, willing to pay more to get the VIP and the personalized, the seamless and value-added services. Like they want to access the airport lounges mm -hmm. for the upgraded seats and also the direct flight. So for this kind of, this is the Chinese travelers, the behavior and uh, the preference has evolved. Would you, say, would you say this is a niche market? It's not a niche market. It can become it's, um, getting more popular for most of the millennial, J Gen Generation Z. This becomes the middle class. So this becomes people are willing to travel and to spend money. Mm, I like that. And that is also built on the, uh, uh, the basis of the foundation of Chinese people, uh, their purchasing power, the potential yes. of their purchasing yes. power that is growing. And they're more willing to spend money on leisure, on you know, their own preferences and, and uh, habits. As, as well. That's We're going to get more into that later on in the show, but let me go to uh, uh, Rani first. Rani, uh, as a renowned Swiss investment company with the engagement of the China market for more than 12 years, Cedros Group, what is your company's observation of the China market? Uh, thank you, Lily, for the question. Uh, we have uh, many observations, uh, but greatly we are uh, amazed by the innovation uh, of the Chinese people and the uh, new technologies that's uh, coming and has been growing for over the past uh, 10 years now uh, in a big way. And most recently with uh, uh, big announcements on uh, uh, big areas. Uh, second, uh, we're very impressed with the hard working and the uh, reliability of the Chinese people when we when we operate in China. And I think that that's something that's very unique uh, to have, and we're very happy to see that. Okay, Ranis, what would you say is your secret to uh, success here in China? I think that uh, one basic thing that we always like to operate in globally, whenever we decide to invest and do business in a company, uh, in, in a country, uh, we want to be local 
uh, not foreign. We want to understand the culture very well. Uh, we want to operate as a local uh, investment company, but with an international footprint. So I think that uh, one of our advantages is the ability to integrate and understand Chinese culture very well, mm -hmm. including rules and regulations, which will uh, help us uh, be more successful over time. So your secret would be to understand the market, understand your clients, to understand uh, the countries, you know, where um, the planning goes. Uh, I want to get that to uh, Colin as well. What would you say is your secret to success? Yeah, for us, we for us is we understand our consumers. We understand mm -hmm. our market. I think this is a very crucial and very important to understand your market and your your customers where they are and what they need. This is very important. And also, we need what the, their preference and their this gets involved. We also also always follow the trend to meet our customers' needs. This is very important. So both of you mentioned that you need to understand your customer needs. Uh, Colin, I, I wonder because in year twenty twenty three, since China reopened its border. Uh, and uh, lifting its COVID restrictions. Did you really see a fast and strong rebound in the number of Chinese travelers, uh, both inbound and outbound? Yes, a restarted yes. We see the rebound for both inbound and outbound travel for the for travel numbers, mm -hmm. for the travelers' numbers, are very, very encouraging. So based on our statistics for this year, and our launch access for domestic portfolio is grows uh, 4,400% from Jan January to uh, from August, compare August and January. January, there's 400 percent increase. Oh, 400 percent. So it's yeah. like four times. Yes, four um. times. And also for the, we also see our airport launches the visitors uh, grows by. 500 percent of mm -hmm. the international travelers from the beginning this year, compared with August and the earlier this year. Mm -hmm. So this is also very encouraging numbers for the domestic travelers, the, the, the longest visited number. But also we are very positive to see the, the increase will continue to grow. So we are pretty much an optimistic on the Chinese travels recovery. How would you compare those numbers with the pre-pandemic levels? Uh, yes, for the domestic, it's fully recovered. It's even better than the numbers of numbers we have achieved in 20, okay. 2019. So this is very encouraging. We are very, very confident and optimistic on this. So, so that might be a, a reflected in your you know, future planning or a strategy of the company, yes. right? Like many companies are thinking about increasing their investment in the market here. Yeah, we are, we are allocating more resources and and uh, the, the, all, the, all this, this resource to the technologies to these markets too. Okay, uh, I have the same question to Rani as well. So we know that Cedrus, uh, you plan to invest one billion yuan in China. Why such a significant move? Uh, we believe in the Chinese uh, government and its uh, uh, new regulations and opening up. I think this is a very important uh, part that uh, we took notice in. And this will enable our investments and our company uh, to be more successful. Uh, the second, and again, the most important is the innovation uh, in China, the quality of innovation. Uh, China is transforming from uh, quantity of development to quality. Mm -hmm. And we believe that the quality now and the vision for the next 10, 15 years is uh, very impressive. And I think that uh, investments in great companies and investing in the future is the way to be. So uh, that's why we're committing uh, two funds, uh, one at uh, 1 billion yuan each uh, on that, and that will be invested in life sciences and in innovative companies in China. Rani, you talked about how you 
do your best to understand the China market, that you probably would spend a lot of time studying the policies that China issues. And the government has issued this year a slew of policies to facilitate business growth and to create a more favorable business environment for both Chinese and foreign companies. Uh, why are these policies important and necessary to you? I think, uh, Lily, the uh, Chinese government's been uh, liberalizing the market now for the past uh, 30, 40 years, uh, which is significant. And I think that this is uh, a huge accomplishment uh, to do so, and they continue to do so, while we see other places maybe getting more uh, looking inside instead of the, the outside. So I think that this is very important for business. One, it increases confidence. Uh, second, I think that the rules are extremely clear and straightforward, which will be pro-business. And I think that the government can still do much, much more uh, in the future, which is something very appealing and attractive for, uh, uh, for many companies, I think. In addition to that, uh, number three, look at, for example, Hainan. Uh, how the, the incentives in Hainan for foreign investments and foreign uh, capital coming in, whether in life sciences for drug development or drug usage, tax, taxes, and other areas. So I think that the government has done an amazing job, very consistent, and I think that there's a lot of room for uh, opening up in the future, which should be very attractive for capital to be invested in China. And then what is your company's plan to make use uh, make the most out of those favorable policies? Uh, we've been actually very lucky to be able to be on the ground uh, and, of course, utilize uh, some of these uh, incentives, whether we did in Hainan, whether we did with the Stock Connect, whether we did with the uh, QDLP, QVFLP, and other areas. So I think that uh, uh, we've been uh, really uh, involved in, in all these policies and I can tell you they work, and they're very favorable for companies. All right. So, Colleen, you also must have studied, you know, into the details of those new policies. Which one of them would be, to your company, the most, you know, uh, useful or would offer you the most uh, convenience? Yes, we see lots of the favorable policies this year has introduced to the market, mm -hmm. which has helped to boost the travel um, business. For the um, for, for in, in, in early this this year, March 2023, so China resumed the, for the, the visa free for the more than 50 countries for transit without visa to up to stay at six days in China. This mm -hmm. including so France, Germany, Japan. South Korea, UK, and the US, so they can get the one hour, 144 hours to the full transit without visa to stay in China. And also for this, for France, it's July, all Singapore, Singaporean passport holders can get 15 days visa-free entries to mainland China. So this is for the inbound business policy. For the outbound, we also for the also in China is uh, also China is helping to facilitate those in international travelers to mm -hmm. come to China. So they introduced the international payment platform like our Alipay, WeChat Pay. They also have to accept the international credit cards to facilitate those like the credit card Visa, Mastercard, mm -hmm. Diners Club, GSEB. All these international credit cards can accept can be accepted by the, our digital payment platform. 
So this is can facilitate the in, in, for the international, the inbound travelers to stay in China. Mm -hmm. So for outbound policy, we have to see from the August, starting August, China has already resumed the group travel to more than 180 countries. So including the Singapore, Thailand, Japan, South Korea, United Kingdom, United States. So more than 180 countries to this is massive travelers will travel outbound with in group. So this is also the this is all the great policy and mm -hmm. can also boost our travel industry business. And also I believe this uh, travel massive travel opportunity gives opportunities to those uh, brands, corporates want to strengthen their engagement to their clients mm -hmm. by offering these travel-related benefits. Mm -hmm. uh, and if we zoom out of your industry, the tourism industry, if we just look at foreign businesses operating in China in general, uh, what other policy support would you hope to get? Like, oh. like in which areas do you think that the local authorities should provide more support to foreign businesses here? Yes, um, yes. I think the China government is very is giving lots of the uh, the great policies to us. But we also see see that the other countries is also doing a similar uh, kind of the initiative and mm -hmm. policies to attract more Chinese traveler to come to their countries too. Like the Thailand just offered the the, the short term the visa free visa policy free, yeah. for Chinese travelers, and other lots of the European countries to to roll out the tax refund to attract more Chinese big spender to come to. To, to, to Europe and to, 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 to buy the, the, the luxury brands and uh, for, this, uh, for those kind of worth individual segment. Mm -hmm. And Rania, I would like to get your take on that. You have an investment expertise of more than two decades in the global investment arena. How do you think about the attractiveness of the China market? Um, the Chinese market is extremely attractive to us. It's a huge market, of course and it can grow significantly more over time. Uh, but what I like most about the markets recently is the fact that uh, it's becoming more based on quality than quantity. And you hear many people in the news, China's slowing down, China's this, China's doing this. And I think that uh, the number doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. It's the, qu the quality of the growth and innovation and the opportunities now that it's uh, happening in China. So the markets are transforming from uh, old manufacturing, old business, okay, to new innovative and new dynamic business for the future, for the next 10, 15, 20 years. So we think that the quality and the innovation is significant, and this is very exciting, I think, for Chinese and for uh, many other people that are willing to do business in China. And Rani, earlier you mentioned that you understand China's economy is undergoing a transformation period that is from a high-speed growth now to a high-quality growth. And uh, China is emphasizing its high-quality openness to the outside world, to the business arena. What sort of opportunities, uh, opportunities do you detect in this market? I think that uh, uh, the innovation has been uh, uh, unsurpassed, in my opinion. Uh, look at uh, the uh, green energy, erect electric vehicles, uh, batteries, uh, 5G, uh, life sciences, and many other things. So I think that uh, the uh, innovation and the uh, implementation of this technology, even in China, the usage of this technology is significant, and it's way ahead than, uh, and way advanced 
than other people. So as an, and, uh, as an example, look at the electric vehicle uh, exportation. Uh, China, the past six, seven, eight, ten years, mm -hmm. was nowhere to be found uh, uh, in exportation of uh, cars. And today, China is the number one uh, car exporter in the world, uh, surpassing Germany and Japan. So this is uh, amazing innovation, amazing implementation of, of uh, technology, of course, and uh, manufacturing together. So I think that uh, the future is bright and uh, the transformation is very healthy and is very unique. Mm -hmm. Colin, what about you? How would you define an open and transparent business environment as a foreign business? Well, this is very important for us because we have the fair competition and we have can, can introduce forward with the open environment. We can introduce more um, product and service to the China markets, to mm -hmm. our Chinese consumers. It's very important. So now the global economy is mired in geopolitical tensions and a slow recovery globally. Uh, what sort of challenges or opportunities do you think are there and what advice would you give to global investors? Uh, right now, I think that uh, the uh, risk is extremely high, uh, but with high risk also there is an opportunity uh, for many things. And that's how opportunities actually happen when there's a lot of uncertainties. However, the ability to manage risk is uh, extremely important and critical, especially in our business, uh, that we, that we do, uh, the investment business. So uh, with uh, high uncertainty, uh, there's a lot of risk. However, it's an environment we are very comfortable with uh, because we know how to manage risk and because we're confident about the future and the, the growth for the next 10, 15 years. Okay, so what would be your advice for investors at the moment? Like which markets should you look in, which sectors? Uh, I think right now investors have uh, been used to, for the past 10, 11, 12 years of uh, rising markets, for example, in putting money into bad investments, possibly getting bailed out, uh, possibly uh, uh, getting away with it for whatever reason it is. I think uh, going forward, especially for later this year onwards, I think it's very important to understand what you're investing in, uh, the technology you're investing in, or the uh, whatever that you're investing in. Uh, second is to understand the, the geopolitics and ramifications mm -hmm. on the investment. And third, always understand the risk. How can you manage the risk? Are you willing to... to uh, uh, how much you're willing to lose or how much you want to make. I think that's very important. So uh, uh, being uh, uh, being cautious, uh, more due diligence, more detailed research on investments and where you're investing and how you're investing, I think, is very critical, including the time horizon, okay? Many people, I uh, think, misjudge time horizon. Are you investing for six months, one year, five years, 10 years? Uh, because that makes a huge difference. Okay, great advice. And Colin, it is your time to give out your advice. I know you have many, many years of work, working experience in civil aviation, in the tourism industry. Uh, if there is someone uh, that wants to start a business or tap into this market at this moment, do you think this is a good time? 
Yes, absolutely. This is a good time because the China has a huge potential and opportunities to explore. So as long as you understand the market, this 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 market is can is no one can avoid the China market. I think for any business, so it's a huge opportunity, and people want to more exchanges between China and the rest of the world. So I think this is a good opportunity and a good timing to to come to China. Is this what you what you would say? What Collinson has. You know, to、uh, take advantage of China's economic recovery and also build up your competitiveness here. No, we yes, we just want to have fair competition, and we have the very very we have we have the working with the other our, our partners and the clients. So yes, with the very good、uh, relationship. So I think this we always because we we just we just not only just on from the rest of the world, but in China we also want to have the very good、uh, market share and to to grow the, grow with the China's economy. This is very important to us. Okay, I also have this future question for Rani.、Uh, Rani, looking forward,、uh, how will Zedros move in China market and also ensure even bigger influence and impact here? As we mentioned、uh, before, we're very bullish on the Chinese market and its prospects.、Uh, we'll be increasing our investments and our capital in China、uh, for many reasons, and、uh, as I outlined earlier. And we think that uh, the uh, opportunity is vast, and、uh, the Chinese market cannot be avoided. It's、uh, over 22% of the world markets,、uh, so、uh, every company must have exposure in China and should have exposure in China. And there are a lot of opportunities and a lot of innovative com-、uh, companies that are uh, uh, growing in China. And we also want to have a lot of influence on Chinese companies. And Chinese entrepreneurs to be able to help them navigate uh, uh, investing their money or getting their product outside China, and I think that's a very good thing. And promoting the culture and promoting the opportunities because promotion of、uh, the Chinese markets. Uh, educating people on the Chinese market, I think, is very important role to play. And Randy, finally, what would be your outlook for the、uh, global investment market? Uh, the global economies are actually slowing down. I think China is doing very, very well considering what's happening、uh, globally. I think we all have to look at the bases of global growth. Whether, for example, in Europe, things are slow,、uh, probably they're in a recession.、Uh, same thing in the U.S. also too,、uh, and other areas in the world. So China cannot escape. Uh, the uh, whole uh, uh, slowdown globally,、uh, of course. However, I think that the Chinese、uh, market is still growing at a very healthy rate, and has been doing it consistently over time. And also, too, the market is transforming, as we mentioned earlier, from quantity to quality. So it's very natural to grow a little bit less, considering all the geopolitics tensions. Considering the slowdown in demand and global economies, and I think that、uh, the Chinese market will do very, very well、uh, because also the Chinese market by itself is massive, and、uh, this will help buffer or insulate China from a significant slowdown going forward. Okay, great insights on that. And、uh, Colin, what was your outlook for the travel industry? Well, our choice we we hold a very optimistic view on the Chinese. Travel recovery.、Mm-hmm. So we and、uh, globally, 
global, yes, as well. Yes, mm -hmm. as well, for, because the moment is still there. So mm -hmm. we, we we believe the the pent up demand and uh, the moment is there. So we believe that the travel travel work. Travel industry will grow in front from this year and rest of the, the coming years. So this is the very very positive messages we we, we, we can see the front of the market. This mm -hmm. is uh, very 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 confident. Well, this year I've been to travel to the south for Thailand for different business trips mm -hmm. and the personal trips. So I travel to the Southeast Asia for business for business meetings, for the, the team buildings mm -hmm. in, in Thailand, in Singapore, and also I travel to the to, to the UK and the US for holidays. Mm -hmm. So yes, we we see the. The, the, all the, the, the pen, for for us for all this the pandemic is, is gone for this so everybody is, uh, we can feel this is a passion and the the, the energy energetic market not just only for Chinese but for the rest of the world people the, the 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 booming markets for the the, the Asia for no matter for Asia the the, the, the Europe and the North America so this is uh, very booming I think it's the booming and also lots of the potentials to grow in the futures. Oh, so that should really support your optimistic outlook of the industry. Yes, overall. we for the for the industry and for the for the China market, we are very confident. We will we we'll stay committed to this market to grow our business in the China market. So next year, you think it will be stronger than this year? No, definitely. Okay. We will. Well, good luck in that. Thank and, you very uh, much. Yeah, Thanks, I hope Lee. hope that really works out for you guys. Thank you so much, gentlemen. That was a very interesting discussion that we had. Well, for sure, we know that confidence is essential. As we always say, confidence is more precious than gold. It is also necessary at the moment for China's economy and the global economy at large. So thank you so much, both Rani Jacques, chairman of Zedros Group, and also Mr. Colin Dai, country director of China from Collinson Group, for your participation. Thank, thank you. you so much, gentlemen, and also for sharing with us your expertise, experience here in the China market and stories of your business uh, operating here in China. So that will make substantial impact and help power the next phase of growth of foreign companies here in China. And now with that, I'm wrapping up this edition of BizTalk. I'm Lily Lu in Beijing. Thank you. And until next time, bye for now. From Liangjiahe, a village on the barren lowest plateau in northwest China, to Zhongnanhai, the center of China's top leadership in Beijing. Xi Jinping has served in various posts at different levels of the government across China, starting in his early years as a junior village official to governing as China's top leader. What's he like as an individual and as a leader? How have his work experiences from earlier decades been influencing his leadership as the national leader? What are some of the core principles that have guided his decisions and actions? The Stories of Xi Jinping podcast series shares the life and work experiences of Xi Jinping and explores the formation of his governing principles, philosophy, beliefs, among others. Getting to know Xi's thoughts on national governance and how his leadership took shape may help you better understand China's path, governance and principles. You can follow the Stories of Xi Jinping podcast series on all major podcast platforms. Sideline Story brings you all things sports-related. The hottest topics, latest events, juiciest stories, all with a very personal take. 
Subscribe to Sideline Story Podcast for heated sports discussions covering events that are happening in China and around the world. 